How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Kind of appropriate we start out with those words with Bon Jovi uh, because it's a a very interesting read. If you haven't read it already, I was just telling you in the last segment about the uh, the three-part series in Sports Illustrated regarding Kabir Baja Biamila called Pray for Kabir, the Pastor, the Cult, and its Troubled Past. And uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, Kaylin Kaler, Sports Illustrated, the writer of the three-part series, now joining us. And you can follow her on uh, Twitter, at Kaylin Kaler. Kaylin, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing wonderfully. I This is such a fascinating, um, I, I guess, exit from football where, and I was telling the story, at one point I'm going to interview in the locker room after a ball game. Uh, some different Packer players, and Kabir had just taken over the lead in the NFL, and not a person was talking to him. And because Kabir was known at times to, instead of giving you an interview, he would try to convert you. And guys Mm -hmm. just didn't want to deal with that. They were there to get stories and talk about the game and such. And, you know, he and I had discussed numerous times kind of the methodology and the marketing of what he wanted to say. And I saw him not too long ago, um, you know, a couple years ago, I should say, and he seemed – Pretty good, pretty in a pretty good place. It was at a speaking engagement. But since then, things have derailed. And so what did you take away first and foremost in writing this piece about Kabir Baja Biamela? Yeah, it was, it's was. it been really interesting talking to other sort of uh, reporters like yourself who actually had experience covering him when he was a Packers player because, um, you know, I did not have that experience. I'm uh, too young for that um, to, you know, have been in the industry when he was a player. So, to hear your guys' memories of, you know, what he was like being kind of fanatic about Christianity even then is really interesting because, you know, that was a big part of my reporting process, like looking back at who he was then to understand how he got to the point where he is now, where he's um, really devoted his life to um, kind of an extreme religious group, um, very insular religious group that has some kind of extreme beliefs to the point where it's broken up his family, um, so it was really interesting to sort of look back, talk to former teammates, talk to former coaches, um, the Packers uh, Catholic chaplain at the time, Father Jim, just to get a better understanding of who Kabir was then. And you can see, and I think that was my biggest takeaway, is you can see, you know, a lot of times when you think about somebody joining a group that people might think is a cult, you think, oh, gosh, like, they must be, you know, crazy or out of their mind to do that. But he's not. He's still, like, you know, in my interview with him, he was still very charismatic, very friendly, like 
he's super likable. You, you want to like him when you talk to him. Um, he's still, you know, I, I would say like a normal guy. So my biggest takeaway was that, you know, this can happen. You know, everything's on YouTube with this religious group. That's how he found them to begin with. And then he just kind of went into a deep dive on all of their content and all their videos on YouTube. So I think my biggest takeaway was just learning how step by step this can happen to anybody, really. Talking with Kaylin Kaler, a Sports Illustrated writer of the three-part series Pray for Kabir on Kabir Baja Biamilla. One of the things that I found interesting in your piece, and it was early on, it was in, in the first chapter, was he doesn't understand why people are repelling from him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I always took, I always looked at Kabir as like a big kid. He was a big, funny, silly, likable guy, right. but he just really had a belief and he wanted you to be a part of that belief. And he just was reaching out. It was like almost, he was lonely and wanted to give you religion. Uh, and that's what he wanted you to bond with him on. And I, and I understood that. Uh, but what then takes that big, likable, silly kid and puts a gun in his hand as he walks in to the Providence Academy. What about that does he not understand was wrong? What about this does he not understand people just after a while they don't want to be beaten over the head with it? Why does he not get it? Yeah, well, just to clarify one thing, it was um, not himself with the gun walking into the school program. Correct, it was correct. Two guys, right, who are part of his church, that the branch that he's running out of his home in Green Bay. So just to, just to clarify that. But he did send them, and he admits to sending them. Um, but, yeah, he would not – he couldn't understand, you know, why people would be threatened by that because he pointed out there – in his opinion, there are teachers at that school who carry guns. Based off of his experience being on the board of that school, um, he was a big donor to that school. So he kept making that argument. Um, and the, I think the most interesting – one of the most interesting things that he said that is related to this is that – He told us that he um, was studying David Koresh, who was the leader of the Branch Davidians um, that was raided, which is a group kind of similar to Straightway Truth, which is a group Kabir is in. Um, And they were living, you know, on a compound in Waco, and the FBI raided them, and it became, you know, very well-known, very deadly, um, kind of a bungled uh, you know, thing by the FBI and by the Branch Davidians. So he admitted that he he recognizes that people may view him the same way that David Koresh and the Branch Davidians were viewed. And so he expressed a fear himself, like not just that the Green Bay community and people living around him might be afraid and confused as to what he might do next, but he's afraid that because people don't understand him, you know, maybe the FBI is going to raid him. Maybe another religious group is going to come and because they don't agree with what he believes and attack his property. So I thought that was really interesting because even though he doesn't understand why people were so alarmed by the Christmas program incident, he does have the self-awareness to know how people are viewing him, like historically when placed next to other religious groups that have, you know, become issues to the general public. Um, that's my question. When, they, when he says we have become issues... You know, when you're talking about his level of, of belief in God and love and stature, why then do you suddenly have to be a threatening entity to where people view you that way? You know what I mean? I, and I've yeah. never understood that. Once you get involved to the point where people don't want to be around you, uh, there's no way to spread your message. You're, you're spreading right. it to people that are already on your side. Yeah, and I think that's why he wants to leave Green Bay. Um, you know, he talked a lot about 
wanting to move, wanting to leave the community, feeling like he's not welcome there anymore, um, and, you know, wanting to go somewhere where he can kind of almost like really truly start over. He has started over with his life because he is, you know, hasn't seen his kids in two and a half years. Um, he's divorced now. He has a whole new, he has a new wife and a new um, newborn child. Um, so he has completely started over. And I think that's why he talked a lot about wanting to get out of Green Bay because um, the, they just really like don't want to, this religious group is just very, they're dedicated to what they believe to the point where anyone who doesn't believe it is, you know, heathen and you can't associate with them. You have to cut yourself off completely. So I think that's why there's like a lack of understanding because they are told by their pastor that they need to cut off ties to anyone who is not following them in this walk, basically. Do you get the sense that this really began when he was searching for something when his, when he and his wife split? Um, and I hate to play yeah. a psychotherapist here, but this this kind of when when I saw this and when I started reading about this and hearing about this, it really to me it started to coincide with some of the things that maybe he was losing. Yeah, and I think I mean it started before then because you know he his he and his wife would never I'm I'm assuming would never have split up had it not been for his involvement with Straightway because that was really what drove his family apart is his. Um, kind of like obsession with this group that, um, you know, his family just didn't want to be part of. So it started before then. And he, he told me it started basically with the birth of his daughter. Um, he only has one daughter and the rest of his kids, his eight kids are all um, sons. And he had seven sons in a row before he, or sorry, six sons in a row before he had his daughter. So he never had, he told me this himself. He never really wanted a daughter. And he never wanted to have to confront how to raise a daughter and how to, you know, what is a woman's role in Christianity? Um, how, do, how does he raise a Christian woman? He never wanted to have to deal with those issues. And then when he did have a daughter, he was kind of forced to confront that. And then when he went back to the Bible to check it out, like, what does the Bible say about women? What is the biblical role of women? He found verses that told him that women are not created in the image of God. They're created in the image of man. So therefore, you know, women are this inferior gender and they are the property of men. And all of that searching on the internet and reading that interpretation of the Bible led him to um, Straightway Truth Ministry, which is a group he's involved in now. So really it all began with the birth of his daughter and him starting to explore that. But he had, even when he was a Packers player, he described like his, his faith in Christianity, he described as Old Testament Christian. So he was always really focused on Old Testament, you know, the Ten Commandments, the laws, kind of wanting to understand that and why those laws were put in place for the people uh, of the Bible. So he'd always kind of been that way, and then the birth of his daughter really pushed him further. So his future is to leave Green Bay to, I believe that where he would be going was Tennessee, correct? Well, so the the headquarters of this group, like the main uh, community, is in um, Lafayette, Tennessee, which is like Macon County. It's pretty rural um, mm-hmm. in Tennessee. So he doesn't want to go there. I asked him that specifically because that's already kind of an established community. He wants to start his – he wants to keep his community um, part of this ministry but separate. So he just mentioned going to the south. He didn't mention a specific state or uh, area of the south, but he mentioned the south because he feels like – 
and this was a direct thing that he said. He said he'd rather have he'd rather experience the racism like from the KKK, which is explicit and you know not hidden. It's like in your face, rather than the racism he feels he experiences in Green Bay, which is undercover. You know, it's covert. It's not. You know, people will smile and say hello, but then they'll, in his view, split up your family behind your back. So he, that's why he wants to move south is because he'd rather know where he stands with everyone than have people be sort of two-faced. That, that's his perspective. It's an incredibly interesting read. By the time it was all said and done and you had your time with him, when you walk away, do you feel as if he's got a good grip on himself or do you feel like he's lost or do you i mean what was your impression when you walked away did you just have your chin on the floor going wow i have to absorb all of this yeah i mean i thought i had watched so many of his youtube videos up to the point where i interviewed him that really nothing he said surprised me because i'd heard some variation of it in his on his youtube channel at some point because you know that was the most unique part of reporting the story like everything was out there on youtube um, you just had to have the patience to sit through, you know, hours and hours of YouTube videos, both Kabir's, um, you know, even Robert Mathis and Daniel Muir, the other two NFL players, former players involved, they had stuff on YouTube. Um, you know, the leader, Charles Dowell, he has a whole YouTube channel. There was so much on YouTube that you could learn. So really nothing he told me in the interview really surprised me at all, except I think like the most stunning uh, quote and really the only part where I was like, oh, wow, so, like, this is really what you think, um, was when he talked about his children with um, his ex-wife, Eileen. Uh, when he talked about his eight children, he compared them to being, like, crops. So, like, if this, he said something like, if the storm washes away my crops, like, it's fine. I'm just going to replant. I have a new woman. I have everything I need to create life again. Um, and then he compared himself to Job, who is the... Uh, character in the Bible who um, God, you know, took away everything, killed his family, all his animals and everything like that. He compared himself to Job and said, you know, Job ended up starting over and being fine. So I can do that too. And it's just the way that he talked about his, his family, his previous family with like such detachment and no feeling whatsoever. That surprised me because that's how you know, like, okay, like, this is, he's serious about this, and he is really not going to be changing his mind. Like, this is his life now. And that's why I kind of ended the story the way I did, with just one sentence saying, this is what he believes, because it's what he believes, and this is his life. He is, he is not turning back. It is interesting, and it is just, um, it, it makes you kind of scratch your head as to the, the, the mm-hmm. mind of one particular person. Caitlin, it's a fascinating read, and again, we're going to point it to Sports Illustrated. It's a tremendous three-part series. Thanks for taking some time out and talking with us a little bit, okay? Thanks so much, Bill. Have a great rest of your day. Absolutely, you too. Caitlin Kaler, Sports Illustrated writer of the three-part series called Pray for Kabir. It is, as you read it, and, and again, if you're, if you didn't do the research like she did, where you're watching hours and hours of YouTube, as you read it, you start to go, "What?" I, 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 it 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 goes beyond the it it goes beyond the expanse of logic as to how some people think. Right or wrong, it just does, and it makes you, as a logical person, go, "How does somebody not understand the illogicalness of this?" If that's even a word. 
Uh, but it's it's a tremendous read. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.